Thank you for tuning in to the Diligent Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we talk about the Bible, speak the truth, and make Bible study come to life. Here is your host, Joshua Cantrell. Welcome to the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life, and I'm your host, Joshua Cantrell. So thankful once again, so appreciative for your attention uh, on this study today as we, uh, as we are discovering the text. Today, we are going to be in Acts, the eighth chapter. Of course, for the past two weeks, uh, we were in Acts chapter 16. Of course, we know in verse 13 and 15, discussing Lydia. And then last week in Acts 16, 24 down to 35, discussing the Philippian jailer. And of course, I really wanted to spend a couple of of episodes this season really uh, nailing down, discovering the text through evangelism. Uh, understanding the context of certain uh, certain passages of scripture through those uh, through those conversion process and and and, and hopefully that definitely uh, helps us with our walk uh, with Christ as well again as Christians God has commissioned us according according to Matthew 28 18-20 uh, to go and make disciples we have to go we have to teach we have to baptize and baptism is not where the process ends. Of course, we know baptism is where uh, the process actually begins. Okay, we have the question, what must I do to be saved? But here's another question, what must I do to stay saved? I have to put in some work. I have to uh, allow the word of God to work on me from the inside out. And so in Acts chapter eight today, we read about another one of those conversions. Of course, I'll be remiss if I didn't mention Acts 8 and verse number 5. Then Philip went down to Samaria and he preached Christ to them. And of course, in verse number 12, the Bible says, but when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, they were baptized. So after the preaching is when those people ask the question, what do I need to do to have what he has which brings us to Acts chapter 8 and beginning with verse number 26. Well, the Bible says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Interesting here that in the world in which we live in today, many don't even believe you, you need a preacher to help you listen or to help you understand. Now, later on in this chapter, the eunuch is going to ask, well, how can I accept some man should guide me? Let me say this before I go forward. You don't have to be a gospel preacher to share the gospel with someone. I tell people all the time when I'm preaching, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult for the preacher. It's impossible for the preacher to do all the work by himself. But just imagine, and I understand people may say, well, you know what? I'm not where I should be uh, in having Bible studies. I'm not where I should be in, in, in teaching souls and answering Bible questions. That's fine. 
But what you can do, you can set up the Bible study for someone who knows a little more than you do. Verse 27 says, and he arose and went and beheld a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had charged all of her treasure, who had the charge, the eunuch that is, had the charge of all of her treasure. Now, of course, uh, the Bible lets us know over in Matthew chapter 19, the Bible there lets us know how uh, individuals uh, became eunuchs. Of course, we know in verse number 12, I believe the Bible says, for there are some eunuchs which were so born from their mother's womb. So we see some were born that way. Secondly, and there were some eunuchs which were made eunuchs of men. And then there be eunuchs which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. And that text goes on to say, he that is able to receive it, let him receive it. So we see the three ways an individual uh, was made a eunuch. And so uh, the king uh, trusted uh, this particular eunuch uh, with her treasure. And so, you know, you can't have, um, um, and, 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 and so that's, that's what happened there in, in, in that text in verse 27 there. And so the Bible says that he had come to Jerusalem for to worship. Now, units were not allowed to go in. And so the man traveled a great, 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 great journey just to get to a place where he couldn't even go in. And so we see the dedication, we see the determination, we see the motivation. The unit had to do something even though he was not allowed to do it. And it's almost as if today we come up with every excuse as to why we can't do the work of the Lord. You know what, man? The church building is just too far. It is just too far for me to drive to get to where I'm trying to go. And you know what? It's this new job in this new city. And I think I want to take that job. It's amazing sometimes how we make plans and we don't include God in the center of our plans. How are you going to take a job that takes you away from worshiping God? And I understand. I understand sometimes you have nurses who work on Sundays sometimes. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about those who make a conscious decision and do not consult their Christianity. Well, I know even though this job may be paying more money, man, hey, if I do this, it's not going to allow me to worship God the way I need to worship him. And I believe when we do it God's way, God will present another opportunity for us where we can worship him the way we're supposed to worship him. My friends, we have to put God first. This man traveled a mighty long way to get to a point, to get to a place he wasn't even allowed to go in. How bad do we want to worship God? I'm reminded of Genesis 22, verse 5. Abraham said, you all abide here. I and the lad will go yonder and worship and we'll come again unto you. Maybe Abraham knew those men were going to distract him from worshiping the God in heaven. Maybe Abraham knew that those men were going. I, I don't know how he knew. Maybe he just, you know, common sense, I guess. But maybe Abraham knew those men were going to say, well, well, you know what, Abraham, you can't do this. You, you, Sarah is not going to let you come back home. Excuse me. If you do this to her son and Abraham said, you all stay here. 
I am, notice the language, I and the lad will go yonder and worship and will come again unto you. Abraham knew he had to sacrifice his son. And yet Abraham is speaking in the present tense. We, both of us, me and Isaac, we're going to come back to you. And of course, we find uh, how that story really comes together in Hebrews 11 and verse 17. Abraham accounting, believing that God, trusting, having faith that God was going to raise his son from the dead, even though he had never seen that before. Abraham, the father of the faithful. Abraham, the father of many nations, 2,000 years later, he's still teaching us. Hebrews 11, verse 4, by it he being dead, yet still he speaketh. The Bible goes on to say in verse 28, the eunuch was returning and sitting in his chariot, reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, the preacher, go near and join thyself to the chariot. The Bible says, and Philip ran, I love the language there, Philip ran thither to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, understandest thou what thou readest? Do you know what you're reading? Do you, do you understand what's really going on here? And the eunuch, you know, very often today when we ask our friends and family members, do you do, do you understand what's going on? What do they say? Well, yeah, I understand what's going on. Knowing they be lying. Well, of, of course. Yeah, 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 I know. They don't know what's going on. The eunuch here was so honest and sincere in his answer. How can I, man, except someone should guide me? How can I understand? But the great thing about God in the Bible is God would not give us a book we can't understand. I can't even count how many times I have talked to people. I'm sure you have talked to people and they say, you have your interpretation of that verse. I have my interpretation of that verse. And then they just come to the conclusion. We can't understand the Bible. But why would God give us a book we can't understand? You mean to tell me that here's a good thought. No matter where you go in the world, two plus two is four. China, Brazil, United States, Canada, two plus two is four. Now, here's a good thought. Who who put that book together, man? Well, well, who's the one that created man? God. So you mean to tell me that man is smart enough to write a book to keep all the school teachers together, but a holy God is not smart enough to keep all the churches together? My friends, that just don't sound right to me. How can I? Except some man should guide me. The Bible says, and he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. And the place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, like a lamb dumb before her shearer, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare this generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answers Philip and said, I pray thee of whom thou speakest the prophet of this, of himself or of some other man. The eunuch said, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm listening to you. But who is this talking about? Is Isaiah the prophet talking about himself or is he talking about some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Of course, when you read Isaiah 53, we kind of come to the conclusion. Uh, he's talking about that suffering servant. And of course, he's talking about Jesus there. 
And Philip here uses Isaiah's the prophet, Isaiah 53, what we know as. And he begins expounding on Jesus. He begins speaking about Jesus. Friends, that's so powerful. That's so significant, so important. And I believe as God's children, we should have that as well. Verse number 36, the Bible says, and as they went on their way, they came to a certain water. And the eunuch says, see, here was water, man. What does, what, what does hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Every person that stands before their sin and they look up to the cross. They have to come to the conclusion. First of all, I need to change. I need to be willing to submit my life to his life. I need to be, so will, be, be willing to submit my will to his will. And the Bible says, the eunuch said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. He made that great confession on that day. I believe that Jesus is the Christ the son of the living God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they both went down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord called Philip away. But the eunuch saw him no more. And the Bible says, and he went on his way rejoicing. My friends, we are discovering the text, discovering this manual that God has left for us and he has entrusted it with us. And my friends, we have to use it to save souls for his sake. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Diligent Podcast here, where we make Bible study come to life while we are discovering the text, discovering the word of God. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. That's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.